of you not- say let's play around. I'm like, I'm not making a sex oh, tape with yeah, you. Yeah, I didn't even think about that till right now when you said it. I didn't mean the to look, look on my face was like, uh. no, I literally was just let's play around with the equipment, not your equipment. <laughs> I love this conversation. <laughs> I mean. Wait, I'm still the dirty one here, but like you're I say getting a there. lot of dirty stuff without even knowing it. Yeah. And then it comes like a second later. I'm like, oh, never mind. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> hello, hello. Welcome to the Main Dish Podcast. This is Miley. And Mandy. And we are... Uh, Elated that you're with us this week. Oh, elated. That's a good word. I think of a new word because I use the word excited and happy a lot. You do. You do. I like elated. Elated is a great word. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hope everyone is doing uh, well and that you're healthy and safe and happy. And uh, before we dive into this week's episode, what's new and good with you, Mandy? New and good? Um, oh, I don't know. I don't have a lot of new and good. I feel so unprepared. No, I no, mean, no. Don't feel... Don't feel uh, it's been busy. I've had yeah. a busy, really busy few days. Mm-hmm. Um, I am heading to Michigan. So when this podcast come out, I'll actually be coming back from Michigan. So but like, you know, we record these intros just ahead of time, but I'm going to Michigan for a couple of days. It's my nephew's 10th birthday and I'm super excited. I talked to my sister today uh-huh. and I get to stay with her for a couple of days and I haven't stayed with her on a trip oh. home in a while. Oh, that'll be really the wonderful. House, yeah, the house just hasn't been like Mandy ready. Like usually I sleep in their attic, which is finished, but there's no heat or air Ooh, up there. Yeah. So they used to have an air conditioner in the window. And I think I used that on some summer trips in the past. But um, it doesn't get like scorching hot in Michigan, but you need some AC to get the humidity out of the air. Um, and in the wintertime, you have to have a little like space heater. So I that apparently died. And oh. so she was like, we don't have anything to keep it warm enough up there the last time I was in town. So I stayed with my mom the last few times I've been in town. But this time I get to stay with them for a couple of days. Oh, so I neat. I know. I'm so excited. And my, uh, um, I text them, my mom and my sister today. I'm like, who am I staying with? Like, what's going on? Where am I sleeping? <laughs> and um, I'm mom, I'll stay with mom the first night because my nephew has school on Friday. But then uh-huh. I'm going to book over to his house, pick him up, take him uh-huh. to lunch. And we're going to have just a little like auntie nephew day date. Yeah. And get him out of the house. Two hands, a whole decade. I know. Two digits. Ten hands. Ten fingers. Ten hands. Ten fingers. Two hands. I think that's still how it goes. (laughs) I hope it. So, yeah, I've been texting him. It's so weird to text my nephew and have him text me back. It is. I sometimes I'm just now starting to text my nephew and my niece. How old are they? They're uh, eight and six. Oh, wow. Six. Well, text or it's more like FaceTime messages, okay. face audio messages, mm-hmm. or, you know, through their iPad. Okay. It's not through a phone yet because they don't have phones, but like okay. it's similar. It's messages yeah. through But if it's like iPad. face, you're like, they're looking at you and they're listening mm-hmm. to you versus like, I'm texting oh, no, no, no. They're, him. They're messaging me like with words oh, on that, there. That's so the iPad. fucking yeah. crazy. Like I send him a text message. I'm like, hey, nephew, um, I'm excited to see you this week. And he's like, woohoo. Like he sounds really short boy text yeah, yeah. back. Yeah. It's like one word, it's like two words. And uh, I was like, can I take you out to breakfast or lunch on Friday? And he said, sure, in all capital letters. <laughs> oh my God. And then I said, well, which one do you want, breakfast or lunch? And he was like, lunch. 
So I said, okay, where do you want to go? He's like, IDK. He sends me an oh, I don't know. Holy moly. He knows acronyms. He's that, not even 10. And oh I gosh. laughed so hard. I was like, this kid's fucking hilarious. So he's, then he said something like, when do you get here? And I was like, I get there tomorrow. So hopefully I see you tomorrow after school at some point. Like, hopefully I catch, catch up with you. You know, we can chat. And he's like, okay, yay. So excited. Oh my goodness. So then I got on the phone with my sister and she's like, yeah, stay. So I was like, I'll stay at mom's one night and then I'm going to go to her house for a couple of nights. Like I'll go hang out with him and I'll stay there. We're going to have like a little family. My mom and dad will come over and we'll just be like intimate, small group of us and do like a birthday dinner and cake and presents. And then, um, she's like, yeah. And then you can stay here that night if you want to, you can just sleep in his bed and he can sleep in my bed with me. So there's a whole big conversation. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm staying at your house. I'm going to bring workout clothes because she has a treadmill and a workout oh, stuff in the yeah. basement. I'm like, I can actually work out if I stay at your house. Like, yeah, woohoo. Yeah. So I'm like all excited packing workout clothes because <laughs> <laughs> um, I leave early in the morning. So I'm still packing, of course, very Mandy. And uh, oh, that's a lot better than me. I'm usually packing the morning of. Oh, no, not when my flights, not when I have to leave the house oh, at like right. 6.45. No, I, I just wake up an hour early the and pack. toiletries will go in the bag Last, at 6.30. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, everything else will be packed tonight and my clothes to wear will be set out. Like I'm pretty meticulous about just being able to get up and go. So um, yeah, I'm really excited to stay with them. And then I'll stay with my mom the last night I'm in town because she has a doctor's appointment. She's like, I have a doctor's appointment. My mammogram got rescheduled to that day you're here. So let's we gotta go into this town and like find somewhere to have lunch. We'll have lunch together over there. And I'm like, okay, great, mom. Sure. I, I know there's a vegan spot over there I've been wanting to try. So it'll probably be my only like specifically vegan food adventure mm-hmm. on this trip. I'm sure I'll be pretty tied up. Like I think Saturday, the nephew and I will hang out. I don't know what we'll do that day, but Sunday is his actual birthday party and we're going bowling. Ooh, so, bowling. Yeah. Are you going to bring your bowling ball? Just kidding. I'm you not going to travel with it. Yeah. It would be one of my <laughs> items and I don't want to carry it around. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm excited to bowl because I haven't bowled in forever. Yeah. We were talking about bowling a couple weeks ago during I happy know. hour or something. Yeah. I know. I'm really excited. I know. I just bring my hand sanitizer and you know, yeah. it's fine. Okay. I don't know. I don't, I won't be eating at the bowling alley, so I'm not too concerned. And it's like a bunch of little kids and they're spacing everybody out with distancing. So oh, I'm so excited it's for like, you. It's like me and my sister are, might be the only adults and then it's going to be like a handful <laughs> of little kids. So it's like, I'm just kind of like chaperoning, but I also get yeah. to bowl. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There might That's be one other adult. for supervising. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I also have to take cookies. So I'm, I baked okay. up some sugar cookies. Aww, so I'm going to decorate while I'm there. That is so cool. Yeah. Yay. So that's my new and good. It's like upcoming. And then I also am just like personally and professionally, I'm on like this crazy high right now. I just I'm feeling like life is good. That makes me smile. And that's kind of my general disposition. But like sometimes so many sometimes I'm able to just put my touch on so many. I'm able to touch so many things and like fix them and make them right. And sometimes when you have a day full of that stuff, it feels I just get really excited. I had a really good webinar earlier today. And yeah, I just, just did like, a, I'm, she, like just, I dealt with two problem patients at work, but really well, like they ended well. And I just, I got to connect with people that in a way today that I was, I'm just really buzzing about. And my sister, I'm really excited about going home. Everything just oh, feels yay. really good today. Oh, good. What about I'm you? So, uh, so. And thank you for feeling good for me. Well, it makes me happy to see that everything's just jamming along and everything's yeah, no, don't, don't. I don't want anyone listening, our listener. Don't think that, don't think that my life isn't without struggles. Oh, yeah. Like it's been a hard couple of days. I barely could sit today at the office because I've been standing so many hours oh. the last three days, baking and frosting and packing. Literally sitting down today felt awful. 
I also went axe throwing the other day. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a little bit of soreness in me from doing some axe throwing. But this, this morning was a struggle physically, man. I felt like a hundred years old. Aww. I was like, my body How feels feel like now? it's betrayed. How old are you now? <laughs> I actually feel right about my age okay. right now. <laughs> Which isn't great because usually I feel like at least 10 years younger than me. Uh, but it's better than 100. <laughs> I'm feeling way better than I was this morning. Okay, good. I'm so glad. Anyways, thank you for seeing that in me. Oh, no. No worries. I, li- I, I see a lot of you. I like it. Uh, I am feeling, to be honest. <laughs> of course. Uh, not that I'm not honest, I guess. I think oftentimes, again, my, my, my disposition is always to be as positive I like choose to be positive. Right. Uh, and so and I don't always wear my problems out to the whole world. Mm-hmm. But I have had a, an emotional seven days. Uh, and so I'll say that I f- I'm still feeling emotional, but I'm also feeling very grateful because despite all of the emotions that I have been experiencing the last seven days, I've also been surrounded by a lot of good people that have supported me through all of my emotions and when I say emotions, like all of them, not just like I'm not being an emotional person, like, quote, emotional person. But you're I, not like sitting around yeah. sobbing, crying, right. screaming, well, actually <laughs> hysterics, not I mean, hysterics. But but like you might you know, go through all these things, yeah. but you're not. I've yeah. gone through like the crying and the sobbing, but also guilt and shame, uh, anger and also um, also trying to practice uh, um good reflection, good self-awareness, just trying to talk through things and uh sort through things in my mind and we talked a little bit about this off mic yes I think compassion for yourself is one thing you're compassion for myself yeah and kindness to myself I think that I uh through some of my personal struggles the last week I've been giving a lot more kindness to and compassion to others Mm. and not enough to myself Mm. and so I'm trying to practice I don't want to say positive self-talk, but better self-talk, I guess. Um, And uh, trying to sort through. Being fair to yourself. Being fair to myself. Like, so what if I fucked up? Like, I fucked up. I owned it. Or I, you know, like, yeah. And so just trying to sort through things in my head and just um, be fair and kind to myself. But having said that. One of the things that I have realized uh, in the last seven days is, uh, you know, my dream and I didn't really ever use it as a dream. It was more Mm -hmm. of one of those things where I'm like, it was an idea that popped into my head about two years ago that, uh, you know, uh, that I would love to fly one day, like actually be a pilot. And I never realized that it could be an option for me. I didn't know that I didn't know how to navigate down that pathway. And, you know, last week we had talked about this person that I was dating Mm -hmm. and how he helped me explore and really realize that as like it's a possible thing. Like he, you know, he helped me realize that, oh, you know, it's not too late. It's definitely something that is possible. Like you don't have to become like a professional pilot to be a pilot. Right. Yeah. And and then so the last week or so I that dream kind of got a little crushed for me and I thought I couldn't do it. But then Saturday I was sharing this, you know, the dream with my brother and my brother actually has a friend who is a CFI. Can we just, why did you think you couldn't suddenly attain this thing? Because I was telling myself that, uh, I didn't want to be reminded because I associated 
this pilot dream with the person I was dating. Was being the... Was being... Op- yes. Imperative word. Correct. Okay. And so I just... It was too painful to even think of it anymore uh-huh, because okay. I'm no longer dating that person. Okay. So I was just like, I don't want to do it because it's just going to remind me of this guy. Okay. Probably doesn't make sense. I don't know if it no, makes sense. No, but, but in my so head, hearing that your brother has this friend, did that allow you to take your power back in the yes, situation? Because the other thing is... It's like you're kind of giving it away yeah, in that scenario right. you just described. And yeah. this is the first time I'm hearing it in this yeah. way for anybody listening. This isn't like premeditated. I'm literally hearing this for the first well, time. Yeah. So the, the reason is like the guy I was dating, we had made plans that he would be a CFI and he would teach me and we had we had all these plans sure for flying together and again again over the course of whatever happened right i suddenly was like i don't want to be reminded i don't want to like this is these are dreams that you know do we have these are plans that i had made with him you were throwing out the baby with the bathwater right and that's why i was like but then when i talked to my brother he was like you don't need him to be a pilot. I like you your brother. If you want to be a pilot, we'll get you. Like, we'll get you your pilot's license. And he was like, I have a friend who is a CFI. And uh, and he goes, let's get him on the phone right now. And within like an hour, we got him on the phone. And he was like, we will get you your pilot's license. Like, we, you want this? We'll get it. And I got scheduled for a medical exam <gasps> yesterday. I got approved and uh, certified as healthy to be a pilot. Oh, so I got my already done the exam and everything. Yeah, I got Shut my exam. Up. And uh, in a couple of days, I'm going to meet with this. He's actually a CFII, which means that he can actually train me for both my pilot's license and the next level after my pilot's license, which is getting my instrument rating. OK, and so, so CFI is certified flight, flight instructor. instructor. CFI I is um, certified flight instructor instruments or something like, like it's that. like an instrumentarium like an Correct. add-on like yeah. another endorsement yep. on mm-hmm. his license yes okay. and and so he's like no we're gonna get you all of that Kick and ass. so i'm meeting with him a couple in a couple of days to fill out the student pilot application once we so that's gonna take about three weeks and then i'm gonna get an official license uh, or a, not a, a license i'm gonna get an official permit that's like a driver's a student, permit yeah ah! <laughs> it's gonna be a student pilot permit but before that i'm gonna start i can start flying with him he's gonna start teaching me and then once I get my my actually hard copy, it's it lo- it's the size of a cre- like a not a credit card, like a it's license. the size of a license. And uh, once I have completed, like it's usually about 10, 10 to twelve hours with an instructor, and they feel that you are competent and safe to fly on your own. I can then be endorsed to solo, what? and that's what that hard copy is gonna be uh, important for because I need that to solo by myself. Cool uh, to fly by myself. And then usually you practice. Girl, you want to fly us to Vegas? <laughs> I can. It, it's can we go to Sedona? On the plane that I can fly. That's not much faster I than know. driving. <laughs> it's not. I drive there in four hours. I, I drive like a bat out of hell. <laughs> but it's it's it has beautiful views. Okay, I'm in. Yeah, because I, you know. A few or weeks we could ago, just go to Sedona and hike. We could. <laughs> I'll be like, it's fine. I just took my friend's plane to Sedona this weekend. Yeah, yeah, and went we hiking. could do that. You guys, Sedona, we however, flew to northern air- Scottsdale. Yeah, we, we could do that too. <laughs> Sedona's airport is uh, like actually one of the yeah, I've been there. scariest. But I haven't like, flown in and oh, out, but it's up on top of yeah, the hill. So yeah, so it's a little. It's kind of small, kind it of tricky. Is, and the runway is very short. Yeah. And so you, maybe It's like later. landing at a teeny tiny little airport in it Alaska is. that's all ice and snow. Yes memories <laughs> you slept through I it it was the most hilarious fucking runway i'd ever been on i was telling somebody about it not long ago and i was like it is the most ridiculous airport I've, or runway i've ever been on i'm like that's where we're landing <laughs> where's the runway yeah 
It's really like that do. path where there's no broken down vehicles or exactly. busted up refrigerators. Right. Like exactly. they just throw like Emergency it's too landing. cold to move stuff out of the field once it dies. So it's just like this little strip of um, smashed down snow. Where we can land snow. the plane <laughs> nicely is the runway. Yeah. Where we can land okay, the so plane Okay, so no Sedona safety. right away, but maybe no. Vegas. But yes. Well, because a few weeks ago, um, we flew up to Grand Canyon and its mm-hmm. views are beautiful. And then maybe like another 30 minutes would have gotten us into Vegas. So it is more like a three to four hour flight. But... The views are great. How many people fit in this plane? Well, the plane that I will be training in, I can fit two people and luggage. So it'll just be me and you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm in. I like or hanging out with you. Drive, or we can drive, I guess. <laughs> Driving's fun fly. too. Okay. Fly on a commercial airplane, I mean. <laughs> oh, okay. Or I can fly us. But okay. I'm super excited because it'll be 10 hours uh, with the flight instructor on average. When you um, fly a slightly bigger plane... I have visions for us now. Yeah. So I eventually after I do so I can do single engine. And then if I have the guts, which I think I can get the guts. Oh, I prefer um, a twin engine in case one goes out. So (laughs) I can I can then after I go through the the steps, I can train to get my uh, a twin engine and a twin engine. uh, Have you been practicing on a single? I've been practicing on a single. Oh, my God. I don't know if I even have the nerves to go up in a single engine airplane. I'm like, what if this bitch gets out in the middle of this flight? That's true. We got parachutes on board? No, but <laughs> but they train you to manage and learn how to fly the plane. How to the coast engine, it down to the to ground into a fiery down. ball. Yeah. <laughs> you practice it like the for when I had my first lesson last year, I practiced like my the instructor I was with. He would turn off the engine in the middle of the air and I learned how to control the plane to get it back into speed and start up the engine again. What if the engine doesn't start? Well, then we would coast it down to the ground. <laughs> Oh, okay. But anyways, so yeah. um, my dream to become a pilot is back on. I'm so and, excited. You know, I'm glad it was off very, very briefly. It was only off for 48 hours. So and it was all out of like really anger good, and emotion. Like you weren't making yeah. a logical decision no, I here. Wasn't. Which makes sense. Like we all get in those places. Yeah. But then yeah. like I'm really glad that I'm really glad that you confided this in your brother. Yeah. And the other thing my brother reminded me, which is. And I can't believe I didn't really think about it, but my dad used to be a pilot. Oh, shut up. And it's I mean, like almost genetic in you. Yeah. And uh, and my brother is the same way as you. Did he do that by trade or was that just he, for fun? During the Vietnam War, he was uh, a oh. pilot for the Vietnam Air Force. Wow. And, um, and he was actually sponsored by the U.S. American uh, Air Force when the fall of Saigon or the fall of Saigon happened mm-hmm. uh, and he had to escape. The U.S. Air Force was uh, the the main entity that helped support and sponsor him to come over here. Mm-hmm. And so and then he actually worked on uh, engines and like was a mechanic and stuff like that. Uh, I just oh never God. really related to like I never like thought like, oh, I want to be a pilot because my dad was a pilot. I just wanted to fly. Now and it then has my like brother, an insanely beautiful backstory. It does that. I I'm never even like, realized. So tingly. And then uh I don't know if it was yesterday morning or the other morning, but my brother actually, he surprised me with a book, a flying book that he had found in the garage that used to belong to my dad. What kind of flying book? Uh, it talks about different airplane maneuvers, Oh, but it's in so English. So like instructional kind yeah, of And stuff. it's from 1980, 1980. I mean, Before you the, the information is outdated, of course, but it was just so cool that mm-hmm. we found or my brother found a book that my dad used to own on planes. And I was just like, wow, I never even knew that. I just 
again, I just wanted to fly and I didn't realize, like I knew in the back of my mind that my dad was a pilot, but it never even occurred to me that my dad and I have a pat, like we share a passion. There's like this connection there that you were on some level aware of. Yeah, on some level, but I just never made the... But your dad yeah. passed when you were so young and it was yeah. really painful and there's a lot of painful stuff tied to that for you, even yeah. a little bit to this day. Yeah, and I do block a lot day. of that, yeah. Yeah. Like I consciously don't really think about my dad as much anymore, just uh, like the things, the things like that, right? This is an interesting avenue for you to start though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like maybe cool. that's the reason it came to be for you to yeah. kind of unlock some of that stuff. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good way to think about it. Or even like questions, start to ask some questions around that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's my new and good. I, that's so exciting. Uh, you know, went through a rough patch, still going through a rough patch, but realized that um, I can still have my dreams and I can still reach for them and I can still make them come true. And, uh, and I have a great support system. And none of it relies on some arbitrary person. Exactly. Like, and I think most importantly is like, it's about you. You well, me, but just I have a great support system, a mm-hmm. community of people that I just I can lean on. Mm-hmm. So really things are really good for you too. Yeah, I They're love good. it. Yeah, they are, and I'm getting there. It's through the struggles that we figure out what we're made out of. Yeah, I love that you said earlier when just a few minutes ago you were like talking about giving compassion and kindness and talking about like giving that to yourself because that's a really kick-ass tie-in to this episode it made me think about our guest that we're, oh, yeah. we have on because one of her rules is to give to yourself first yes exactly I like that and it is a very important uh not just like business or mm-hmm. financial uh rule of thumb but it's a life rule of thumb yeah galit with um, her company's uh, The Financial Sharktress. And she's our guest today. And she's going to tell us how to, like some tips and tricks and uh, mental approach. Mental and mindset. The way, yeah, to, the way you um, get to financial fitness, so to speak. Yeah, financial wellness, as yes, she wellness, also says. Thank you. And I think her story, she shares a little bit about her story and her motivation behind what she does and mm-hmm. why she does what she does. And it really is empowering. It's inspirational. It really does uh, motivate you to yeah. take charge. Like, don't mm-hmm. be afraid to take care of yourself. Ask like, questions. Yes. Like, yeah. It's normal not to know all this stuff. It's normal to feel overwhelmed. Our society has unfortunately normalized not talking about money when I don't think it's a dirty subject. Like, you know, I'm not obsessed with money, but like, I don't think it's a dirty subject. Like, I like to just be upfront and open and honest about a lot of things sometimes when it comes to money. Like you've talked about, you know, we talk about going on dates and like, I'll throw out my credit card and I'll pick up rounds of drinks and I'll offer to split dinner. And, you know, sometimes they take you up on it and sometimes they don't. But like money in all sorts of ways, it's like retirement and income and like how we can as women be financially independent and regardless of how much money we make was one of the big things she talked about like she would make a fraction of what the guy she was dating at the time was making yet she was able to afford going on vacations and he wasn't and she said uh being financially literate like don't be Mm -hmm. ashamed as a woman to want to and to be financially literate go get yours yes it was really a really good talk it was Um, great so excited for our listeners to hear yeah. this uh, conversation we had with Galit. 
she's such a fun little mm-hmm. package of person too. Yeah. Like she's like a pretty petite kind of thing and like she's got this great blue hair and yeah. I don't know. You guys look her up, the financial oh, sharktress. Yes. She's on Instagram. We will be sure to link everything in the show notes. So regardless of whatever uh, platform you're streaming this on, be sure to click on the show notes, give it a read. I always throw a funny joke in our show notes. So if you guys aren't reading them, you're probably missing out on something silly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um and I always like I again, I always link uh and throw out people's handles in there and I will of course link them on Instagram and I suck at Facebook book lately <laughs> so but I I'm vowing to get better in the second half of this year I know we're only in the first quarter but I'm vowing <laughs> you are doing wonderful thank you I'm vowing to get even better though like there's always room for improvement and I'm gonna get there I'm gonna figure out this schedule I'm gonna pay attention to last week's episode with Demi I'm gonna get on the Hootsuite and get shit lined oh, up yes, and get I going Hootsuite. I gotta work on our website so we got we, we have got, summer projects we, yes yeah, yeah, but we're so excited because this is what we love to do and we love creating this community and we love getting uh, these conversations out in the open and just sharing and learning together. We get to meet so many cool people. I feel like we're, we're cheating sometimes. I love doing this with you. Lucky and grateful. Yes, I love doing it with you too. Always makes me happy. It just brings me peace and warmth and smiles. I agree. I said some to somebody earlier today, I was like, as much as, as, much as I think I have to say on certain subjects, like when people talk to me about relationship or interpersonal issues and like people tend to come to me for things like this a lot I'm like as much as I I have to say I feel like I have just as much to learn which is why I started a podcast oh yeah (laughs) I'm like yeah that's why I'm here I feel like I have a lot to say and I have lots but I have even more to learn yeah though that's that's like my approach and my thought for most everything that I do like I do it because I know that I'm gonna learn more by doing yes so thank thank you you for for listening and being on the journey with us yes Enjoy. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. So your your name it it has the most interesting combination of letters. <laughs> I was going to attempt to say it, but I think I will invite you to say your name. Sure. It is a uh, financial sharktress Galit Sadiq. Galit Sadiq. Okay. Yeah. What's That's the origin? How I of, had been pronouncing yeah. it. And We've I been saying like, Galit, I but I just wanted to. I was like, I've imprinted it in my brain as Galit, so I really hope. <laughs> I hope I don't have to fix my what's, brain. What's uh, What's the origin? I'm Israeli. Israeli. Mm-hmm. Where were, were you born in Israel or? No. So I was. Uh, I was the first in my family born in America. Oh yeah, first generation. I'm first generation yeah, too. Even I used to joke with uh, my older siblings that they got a green card and I got like citizenship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah, there's they've been citizens for years, but like they had to start with a green card. And I'm like, haha. You know? <laughs> I like that you rub it in a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> as you should. As you should. I mean, it was the only thing I could because they got to rub in like oh, you're, you know, you're really not Israeli. Right. You know, you're, well, you're really not American. <laughs> like, yeah, you're really not American. <laughs> That's cute. So how are you today? How are you feeling? Doing, doing really well. Yeah. It's tax season. So it's never <laughs> like fun in my field. Like, I feel like it's always um, like stuff had to be done yesterday in this field. But especially around taxis and it's like, oh my God, everything's like a, a fire to put out. 
So are you talking personally and professionally or mostly professionally with your, your clients? So mostly with my clients and then with myself as well, mm-hmm. because I have to do, you know, I have to get my stuff ready for taxes. Yeah. I know I have a ginormous pile of paperwork off camera that is like waiting for my attention. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so do you, you don't do other people's taxes. Yeah, you're, are you a CPA or do you, yeah. What, can you tell so, us a little bit about yeah, what you do? Bio. Tell us, tell us and our listener, um, what you're about. <laughs> sure. So I own a virtual CFO company and we do everything except for your taxes. So up until the point of CPA gets the reports and then they do the taxes, we do everything up until that point. So, so you are you like bookkeeping, payroll, um, accounts payable, accounts receivable, collections, um, and then I do strategic planning with business owners as well. And so that's like the small business side of it, and uh, the individual side of it is um, financial wellness coaching. I like how you say financial wellness as opposed to financial wealth. A lot of people focus on like, let's build your financial wealth. Let's, you know, but I like that you said like it's financial wellness. And and so I I like that. Is that intentional? Yes. Uh, Most people don't think of it uh, as a relationship. It's actually, you need to build a healthy relationship with money because changing just one behavior, that's not really sustainable in the long term if you don't understand why you're doing that behavior in the first place. You know, you're just going to kind of sink back into old ways. And what you really have to pay attention to is like, why am I spending the way I'm spending? Why am I saving the way I'm saving? Or why do I feel blocked um, from investing and all these different things? It comes down to experiences. And it's actually not 100% logical. People think money is like rational, logical, just it is what it is, you know, deprive yourself and wait for for the big outcome later. And that's, that's not the way that it works. It's completely emotional. We spend for emotional reasons. We save or hoard for emotional reasons. Like we feel uh, we have div- different levels of risk in investing due to emotional reasons. So you have to get in touch with that side of it and become healthy from that side of it before you can really have a a healthy relationship with money. And it's kind of like finding the why behind everything that you do, right? Like like, if you understand the why, um, it helps you make better decisions for yourself and for your life. Yeah, I was thinking financial health. When you said financial wealth, I was like, I think I'd always heard it financial health. And the, but a wellness, I love that. That yeah. sounds so much more well-rounded. And like, it's very similar. Like it parallels how you attack food and diet and stuff too. It's sort of like, if you, I'm just going to stop eating sugar. Like that doesn't solve all your problems. Yeah. So it, that's it's cool. actually interesting because this was, uh, this kind of coaching and this style of coaching came about because uh, in part of a, of a huge health change with me. Um, I, I was, I had, I had started my business and I was working 24 seven and I had like the most unbalanced lifestyle and I gained a ton, a ton of weight. And, uh, it got to a point where I was just like, uh, even my doctor was just like, okay, you can't be this heavy. 
and you need to lose weight. Otherwise, you know, there's a history of diabetes in your family and, and you're, you're taking risks now with your life. And I was just like, oh my God, you know, to hear that at like 30, just like, oh, what, what am I doing here? And I decided to make a huge, huge shift in the way I did business and how I operated my business and how I ate and how I, uh, like what was important to me. And that's really when the shift happened for me in my business. My business grew by over a hundred percent that year as I was losing weight. I just had more, more energy, more time, more focus. And, and I was working less hours because I, I forced myself to leave the office, you know, back then it was like by 7.30 every night, you know, leave the office, go home, stop working, go work out and, and just force myself into that routine and, and to understand like that I was using this emotion and eating my emotion and, and not listening to my body and not balancing and that's really where this kind of holistic approach to business and my life and my finances came about for me. It was like a, an entire, you know, life change and realizing that I needed that. It sounds like you were setting up boundaries around a lot of areas, like boundaries for me. This is me and how I take care of me with my fitness and how I take care of me with my food and then business, business boundaries. Because I think Miley and I can both relate to being workaholics and working all of the time. And like, it's really easy to get sucked in and stay at the office and work super late. And then you're like, shit, now I'm eating dinner and it's 8 PM and I didn't get a workout and I need to let my food settle. So it'll be like 10 PM or something before I can get anywhere near a workout. And I can't work out at 10 PM or maybe I do work out at 10 PM and then it's 11 PM and my body is like amped and I can't sleep. And then I'm like going into the next day at work with six or six and a half hours of sleep at best. Um, so yeah, I think we That's, both understand <laughs> that hamster wheel where it's like, but I have to stay, I have so much to do. I have so much to do, 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 do. and then like, go, 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 burnout, not feeling great, not sleeping, not talking to your friends. Like you're telling everybody, sorry, I can't make it. You're just, oh yeah, I get that. And um, I think she and I, I mean, I think this is a journey a lot of us go on. A lot of us, and and maybe some of us are, still in it too, right? It takes a, it's a whole turnaround of, uh, mindset, right? I'm sure it didn't just happen again overnight. It, it's uh, a commitment for the decision that you have to make. And then you start making small changes because good habits don't just form overnight, right? You're actually changing an entire lifestyle across the board, not just professionally, personally, things like that. And so it's like little steps. And so can we kind of take go back to like the beginning, uh, you know, kind of like talk us through this whole transformation process. Like what I'm curious, yeah. what made you even decide to go into finances? Mm -hmm. Oh, so finances, I mean, it, it's an interesting, it was an interesting road. Um, I think, I, well, I just want to say, I think finances are super scary for a lot oh, of people. A lot of us. Like me, I, specifically, I think, like a lot. I, 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 I will say I've let go of money fears and I have a very firm grip on I don't have any scarcity mindset. Like, I think if you don't think it's there, that's the best way not to have it. So I've, I've really let go of that scarcity mindset that was built into me as a young kid, like growing up poor and all sorts of nonsense. But like, so I've, I've let that go. I don't have that anymore. I've 
I feel financially secure. I feel very secure in lots of things, but like I'm, there's lots of money aspects that I'm not secure in. Like, like you said, investing earlier. And like, I think the idea of going into finances is something that's super curious. And we all want to know a little more about like, where should we go for more tips and tricks about like, what makes you decide to put all of your eggs in this finance basket? And like, this is the thing I'm going to do. And then now you're and then helping other people. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what I, so I actually grew up, uh, in a household with domestic violence and, uh, my mother escaped, my mother escaped with myself and my little sister to a shelter when I was young. And one of the ways that I saw that women were being controlled was through money. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, I'm so sorry. Um, Thank you so much for sharing. No, I don't know why I'm so emotional today, but, um, and that showed me like how important that was for me never to put myself in that situation. And so I just became like very conscious about money. And then the other thing was what I realized and what I hated about this industry when I started to like go into looking for jobs at the bank. And I used to do mortgages and I was a mortgage underwriter for a while. Um, What I hated was that everyone made everything seem a lot more complicated than it actually was. And I felt like it was just in order to, to keep people in the dark and make sure that they didn't understand what they were doing or so that they would always have to use you. Yeah, like and secrets depend so on you power yes. and keep you dependent. Yeah, like I get that. Yes. And I hated that. And I was just like, because that was also something that I had seen growing up is like everybody always being told, oh, you're not good at math or you're not going to be good at math. And math is logical. And we use math constantly everywhere all the time. And musicians use math and artists use math and it's something that we do so naturally in so many other forms that to tell people they're just not good at math is crazy you just have to find the way of math that speaks to them Hmm. so what I what I wanted to do and what my journey I decided you know that I wanted it to be was financial literacy and to kind of show people it's not this complicated thing. It's something that you can do, that you can understand, and we can break it down to a level where you can feel confident and make the decisions for yourself because that's the most important part. I like that you got into this as sort of a fuck you to everybody (laughs) who tried to make it big and scary. And not only that, like you're taking it to the next level, not just like helping yourself become more literate, but you want to empower others to be literate as well in finances. And, and I love the part where you're like, you can do this. Like it, you know, it's not as complicated as it has, you know, it doesn't have to be as complicated. Like if you care enough, you can do this. Yeah. And it, and there is so much information available out there that you could take advantage of. And there are people that can help you. But even just if you're gonna do searches on your own, like there are so many ways to get discounts if you just want, you just do a quick Google search. 
for like a promo code. It takes a couple of seconds, but it can save you money. Um, you know, with online apps and stuff, there's like free services like Mint, and that's uh, by the same people that make QuickBooks for businesses. And it, it will tell you your net worth and it can help you budget. And I'm like, wait, should I not be paying QuickBooks 20 bucks a month? <laughs> So that's for personal. Um, Mint is for personal. Okay. <laughs> the QuickBooks is for business. Yeah. For business, you still need like, you still need your, your Dang. business. Okay. How, how long ago yeah. did you start your financial business? Yeah. Did, were you with like a yeah. corporation and then you decided to spring yeah. out on your own? How long have you been doing this as yeah. the sharp so, dress? I I've love been- that by, by, <laughs> by the way, I love, and, and I noticed that the way you spell it is a capital F I N anshul sharktress so like that you're playing on the fin part and that is awesome yeah so i am obsessed with sharks i'm a scuba diver and i love 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 sharks and i used to be so afraid of sharks before i got in the water with them and like i feel and i felt like that was a direct correlation to what i'm doing here absolutely big bad and scary until you get in the water and start swimming with them and you're like oh this is cool they don't want to eat me they're just doing their thing and I can do my thing and we can coexist oh I love and, and I love that double yeah. play like yeah. it's mm-hmm. something that's big and scary until you dive in and you learn a little bit about it and just then it's like not finances. so scary yeah. yeah just like finances and then like the whole shark the play on the word shark because it's like a money shark mm-hmm, a pool, like mm-hmm. something you're good at you're a shark so I, I that's it's so awesome creative. just super clever yeah mm-hmm yeah, and I've had my business since 2015. Nice. So been around for a little while in this. Um, and then I've been in the industry about uh, about 10 years. And I did, before that, I did uh, mortgages and I worked for Morgan Stanley. And in all of these places, one of the things that I was always trying to do was like to make things like more streamlined and more efficient and like more transparent and like, just break it down into its most, you know, the simplest form. And I just felt like that, that was the natural progression. I couldn't really see myself working for like a big corporation because I just felt like that kind of thing wasn't appreciated there. At the end of the day, they want their money too, right? Like they're trying to turn a profit. Exactly. But you can't blame them. I mean, a business is, it's a business, it's not a business if you're not turning a profit. So like, I can't really blame them, but like they're using interest, you to make profit for themselves. Yeah, they're also interested use, in yeah. making money. Yeah. So. <laughs> and I was just like, um, you know, I wanted to get as far as I possibly could from that. So I decided to work for a tech startup and I was their first finance person. So I got to like create their systems from scratch. And that was super. How was that experience? Like, what kinds of things did you learn, and how did you grow from that kind of experience? Oh, it was, it was so amazing because this was a completely different atmosphere from like I can't. I went there straight from working at Morgan Stanley, where like everything has a process and it's built in, and and there's such a hierarchy, and 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 then I'm like on the at the tech startup, I'm working hand in hand with, with uh, the CFO and we are just sitting next to each other on laptops. Like, mm-hmm. and he, and I'm like, oh, I need this and this and this. And he's like inputting code and making it happen as I'm <laughs> talking to him. 
he's like, yeah, no problem. We need this to shoot the information to that program to shoot it into that. And like, he, he was brilliant. Should have totally been like, I don't know, the CTO. Like <laughs> that's the kind of like guy he was. He just like total, um, you know, deep dive into like computer science and all of a sudden learning like SQL and how to put in my own like code. Um, so it must have been really fun to just be in this environment working with people who were, you know, um, they have a passion well. and they were excited to do this stuff. And it, I think like from what I'm hearing is, you know, you came from a, an established company that already had like rules, right, or, or structure. And you went to a startup that was like, yeah, let's let's be open minded to trying new things or let's try it this way. Or, you know, you have the freedom to create something. And Morgan Stanley's like, we'll go find another one of you. Whereas this company's like, we need you. Yeah. Tell us what to do. Yeah. yeah. And we'll invest in you and your growth and just like getting to your make ideas. it from the ground up is mm -hmm. I'm, you lit up when you said that. Yeah. And I can only imagine the same feeling. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yes. it was literally being given like, here, we don't know what to do. Help. And mm -hmm. just like do whatever will will make this better. Like whatever you can do. <laughs> yeah. And so cool to be given that kind of freedom of just like we're completely adaptable create something that works for us and yeah. works for you be creative like be, mm -hmm. be you know like um have the the ability to just like try different things and think outside of the box and that's cool yeah and then just being around people that love that and that exude kind of that entrepreneurship mentality it just made me say you know like I had a lot of fun building this and but I don't want to have to just do it for you like I want to be able to do it for everyone and that's when I started my business and I ended up that was like the catalyst for, wow. for starting my company and and I haven't worked for anyone else since and it's been and there's been so many projects like that over the years and like between that and then the stable projects of like monthly and monthly strategic planning sessions and just being able to like talk my clients through stuff like I love that problem solving the creative solution type of thing. I have a problem. How can you motivate me to do my bookkeeping more regularly? <laughs> Ooh. So this is one that I get often. Um, and I have a solution. Ooh, so, I, have an, I have a pen. I'm going to write it down. <laughs> well, we're recording, so I can always listen back. <laughs> create like a money date for yourself. Ooh. So give yourself a date with money. It could be once a week. It could be once a month if you don't have a lot of stuff. And set aside a number of hours and put together all of, you know, like a couple of tasks that you're going to do each money date. And then pair that with other amazing stuff. So like bubble bath, oh. candlelit dinner. It's it's treating yourself, getting used Why? to like. I like that. So enjoyable experience. <laughs> oh my goodness, I like that idea a lot because I I actually was given the first half of your idea or solution a while back, and so like the first Saturday of every month, I set aside like my my morning or like two yeah 
my brother made me do it. No so one can see me, but I'm making a face about yeah. Saturday. I'm like, I know Ew. it's, it's a date like with my brother. He holds me accountable <laughs> to do it. And we, we discuss and go over so money, you're, but you're lucky you have that person to hold you accountable. Exactly. To the fire. Uh, but I really like this whole if pairing it up with something that's fun, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, pairing it up with something that actually is fun. So um, I like yeah. it. You have to change the, the way you interact, experience it. Yeah. Mm. View it, think about it, approach it. Okay. Okay. I felt if only I could do it like on the spin bike or something, like get two things done at once, like a spin class and my receipts. <laughs> receipts is a really big problem for me. I, I, I still have not gotten regular, like really into when I like, I, I try to take pictures of my receipts, but sometimes I lose the receipt before I can take a picture of it. I know so, there are apps for it, but again, yeah, I, there are apps for that. I don't know. I don't have any solution to losing receipts. <laughs> but if you have like a, a shoe box full of receipts or like those like Ziploc bags, full yeah. of receipts, there are companies that do that. And oh, it's pretty what? cheap. It's called shoe box. <laughs> your receipts, they enter all of the, all the information and it imports directly into your QuickBooks. Oh, wow. Nice. Like a spreadsheet. Yeah. I'm all about if, if that job is not worth your time, delegate it, Yeah, you know, give it to somebody who could do it fast and cheap and, and still good, you know, like still an acceptable level for you. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's not worth your time to go through receipts and empty it out. Then just send it to shoebox. I love that shoebox. Yeah, it's either shoebox or box, but there's like a few different companies that do that. There's also Receipt Bank does the same thing, and you can like just constantly send them receipts, and they there's like Didn't... human people that check the receipt and enter the data and stuff. Oh my gosh! Didn't QuickBooks also start a part portion of this like in one of their one level of their services? I think. Yeah. So and also with the QuickBooks app. If you have it on your phone, you can literally take their take a picture of the receipt right when you buy the item, right after you purchase it, take a picture and it'll put it into QuickBooks for you and actually match the photo with the transaction so that if you cool. ever get audited, it's there's there. a picture. Yeah, that's what I'm scared of. I'm really scared of getting audited. Uh, Miley, so for you, that's you take the picture before you shove the receipt into your fanny. I know. Thank you. I love my fanny. (laughs) Actually, you know, I do. So my problem is I I, go ahead. Or have like a box that you put it right into and then like send it away. (laughs) So I actually use Ziploc bags and I have Ziploc, multiple Ziploc bags of receipts. It's just I end up losing the Ziploc bag. Oh God, so again, it's huge. I, but, How do you lose it? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I don't lose it. I misplace it and I put it in like another bigger box in my storage unit, oh. or I put it in another box this underneath my bed or stuff. It's just, I, I you know, I hoard. Well, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, on those receipts because they, they fade. Yeah. And then you can't do. tell. They do. Is. They do fade. Yeah. Especially so here like in I Arizona thought. in the sun. Yeah. Cause those receipts are all thermal paper. Mm-hmm. So they get hot it's and like then it fades within a couple of days. So I usually just like <laughs> look at Miley's face. <laughs> She's like, oh shit. <laughs> She's like, oh, a couple Sorry. of days. I wear my emotions on my face. She's got, I, I got some 2018 receipts sitting <laughs> in that storage bin. 
maybe I'm older you I've had like some receipts granted they were probably in my pocket for those days or whatever like just yeah. rubbing around but like you can't tell what it said that happens sometimes I mean immediately like I've been somewhere signing a receipt and you can read half of the letters or numbers on it I'm like what I'll, yeah. I'll take a pen and write on it like before I shove it in my purse um that's a good tip though I like I appreciate I, I'm gonna have to find something fun that I can do while I receipt mm -hmm. yeah and drinking, drinking wine might not be advisable. for accountability get a money buddy mm. somebody that like compliments you so maybe somebody that's if you don't feel like you're good at investing but you're really good at saving oh. find someone who's good at investing that's not so great at saving i thought when you said compliments me like while i sit there and do it they're like <laughs> good job keep up the good work oh i i thought you meant like just like someone like my brother that holds you accountable that like or you sit down together and do your own stuff but you do it together so like somebody that comes yeah. knocking on my door at, at and, time yeah, with, with their shoebox of stuff and then you sit down and do your respective receipts and occasionally we look up over our laptops and say you're doing great sweetie <laughs> yes uh you know Galit, do you, you just Zoom as well like i've had oh. with people where like over zoom we're just kind of there and we're both doing our own work but like we have like set time mm -hmm. we're like hey this is like co-working time but we can't actually co-work yeah. yeah so we just kind of like sit next to each you know sit yeah, yeah. next to each other virtually and co-work oh how fun. yeah okay these are all such good ideas yeah um Kelly, you had just mentioned the word investing and can we spend a few minutes talking about yeah. investing like for someone who knows nothing about investing what kinds of tips might you provide like on how to even get started it's a very intimidating process uh you know i know some people who invest and they talk about stocks and stuff and i listen but i have no like it's very intimidating like i have no idea where to start or how to i have a robin hood yeah. account I haven't done a single thing with it i just read the emails i get weekly i don't do anything no. else so like there are a couple of things what I would do is like make that one money date of just oh. going and like picking mutual funds or stocks or different things. Um, some of the things that you kind of want to look out for, um, you can go to sites like Morningstar um, and read reviews on individual stocks, mutual funds, ETFs, um, but things that you want to look for is how long has the, and Morningstar will give you this information. How long has that person been managing the fund? If it's been the same manager for a long time, that's a good sign. That means he's good at his job. If you see that they're constantly being, they're constantly changing managers, that's because something's going wrong and they're trying to flip out people until they can figure out somebody that will get it right. Hmm. So, and then invest in, in kind of things that you're more comfortable with. So if you feel like you're more comfortable with like real estate, there are real estate investment trusts that you can invest in and just look, you know, make it kind of a task to, for one money date to just kind of look it up and be curious about different things and be open to different things. That's like your general playing with investing money and also Think about this in terms of small amounts. You do not have to go crazy and invest large sums. You can play with $5. And that's yeah. the, 
thing that you, you know, you got to accept and, and realize is small money is still money. And if, if you start small, then you're not going to feel deprived. You're not going to feel like, and if you lose some of it, you're not going to be freaking out and then starting to pull out your money because with investing, you really want to like kind of set it and forget it. You don't, yeah. you don't want to be constantly moving it unless you want to be the person that's sitting with six different screens and watching and trying to time the market way better is to just pick a couple of things, pick a couple of trusts or mutual funds that you want to invest in. And you can pick ones that just mimic the market so that if the market goes up, then your stock, your mutual fund goes up and vice versa. And you invest small amounts on regular intervals. So like once a month, that way, sometimes you're buying high, sometimes you're buying low, but it evens out and you're constantly, you know, making money. And leaving it there is like, that's what really matters because the fun term we all hear compound interest, mm -hmm. like you're not going to make money on your money until, unless you leave it sit. Yeah. You have to let it sit. And especially if you're, if you're talking about retirement, then if you're going to do a Roth IRA or your 401k, you, you want to go for what, and I'll tell you what I do. What I do is like target retirement date funds, which is like, I picked a year that I want to retire and it's a specific fund for that year. So it's riskier the farther I am from that date. And as I approach my retirement year, the, the things that they invest in get safer and safer and less risky and less risky. So there's less of a chance that I lose that money before I, before I need it. We have something like this at our day job. We have, it's a nonprofit. So they have a 403B set up for us and they assign us all to like a target retirement date. And we can adjust that if we want to move it up or move it back or whatever it is. But yeah, I did not know that. Oh, <laughs> this okay. is how financially illiterate I am. Well, I read my emails. I didn't even know that I should have uh, been maxing out my retirement fund. My first oh. year working at the job, I was only putting in $200 the whole year. That was like a month? Yeah. That's what my brother said too. He's like, a month? That's good. I'm like, no, a year. Yeah. yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. I, I have like an auto auto thing that happens for me, like 200 bucks a month. And then usually at the end of the year, I just take like a big, I look, I'm like, how much did I put in? And then I just, I'm like, what's the yearly maximum I can do this year. And then I just dump a bunch in there at the end of the oh, year. Oh no. I now from the very beginning, I'm like, I tell our, um, our <laughs> HR person, like dump the whole thing in there. I don't care. I'll take whatever's left, but I want the max in my, my retirement. <laughs> and they, I mean, it maxes out at like, what, like six, yeah, like six grand like for us out over the years so that it's not like a big chunk at a time. Yeah. That's what I do with my Roth IRA. Like I have it set up to get to contribute the maximum amount every single year, but it spreads it evenly amongst the months. Right. So yeah. I don't feel like this big No. I just didn't know, you know, like now I'm like, oh okay, yeah, go do the account. Well thing also our day job automatically puts money in for us. Yeah. So it's 
easy to be sort of lazy about it and not really pay any attention like to whatever they're putting it into if you just don't want to you're like it's fine they're putting money there i trust them i also have so you said roth ira can you i have a roth and a traditional ira um can you briefly go over the difference between those two and why you choose to put money in the roth versus the traditional yeah so basically the ira is one that you can do without the company so a company gives you the 401k a, a Roth IRA, you're working with after tax money. So you don't get taxed when you take it out when you retire because you've already paid taxes on that money. So what I usually recommend for people is, is to do the Roth IRA because chances are you're going to need the entirety of that money. And you don't want to have to, when you pull it out to all of a sudden start paying taxes on them. What you want to do usually is right now, while you're still working and you have a little bit of extra money, you know, pay the taxes on it and then put it in and then it's tax free money when you retire. So that's um, I also, you know, once you when you roll over money. So I also had a traditional IRA for a while and and the 401k when I worked for companies that offered that. And um, the biggest thing with those is don't forget that you have them. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, I feel like for someone, you know, yeah. what if you have multiple yeah, jobs throughout your life and yeah, you have multiple people, people forget that they had one at a previous job and they just have money sitting in account somewhere, you know, and they might be getting money. taxed Roll yearly, but yeah, like fidelity or something might be tapping you every year for like a service fee too. Exactly. You know, put it all into simplify it. Put it into one place, something that you can manage, something that's, you know, fit it into your lifestyle. It do, you don't have to have like 40 different accounts making the most amount of money all the time. Make it fit what you want to experience when you look at your money. If you want it to be simple and in one place and easy for you to look at, then make it so, you know, just move the money. It's I have yours. Like 10 and accounts. <laughs> I'm the person who likes to, I'm like a little squirrel. I've hidden things all over the yard. <laughs> I'm going to dig them up when I need them. I'm like, oh, look, that was a big one. So can you That's move and combine me. accounts? So I have, I have a ton of different accounts and each one has a nickname. Like oh. I was trying to, so I bought a condo and then I wanted to redo the kitchen. So like I have kitchen account when I want to have a vacation, I make a vacation savings account, make it this savings account. And I contribute little amounts on a regular basis to each of the different accounts. And then each one has a purpose for me. Each one is like a specific goal. Are all of these accounts like bank account? Like, I, I'm sorry, I'm just such a literal person. I'm like, do you log into a portal and you can see all of these accounts? And like, is it like, what kind of companies is this like a bank? Or is this like a, yeah. and I'm not really sure how this, well, I have five Wells Fargo accounts. Yeah. <laughs> the look on her face is so great. <laughs> I, I mean, I have a checking account and I have a savings account. Well, I have a checking account and a savings account for the business. And I'm about to make a third savings account for the business. And then I have a checking account for personal and two savings accounts for personal for different stuff. Yeah. Okay. I have a checking and a, a savings for personal and I have a checking and savings for 
business and that's it. Okay, well, you have four. I'm only one ahead yeah. of you. Well, no, but I, I'm just thinking of Galit and her saying yeah, like, like, you know, labeling like, them for fun yeah, stuff, so like house stuff. So like it's yeah. stuff. If you want it all in one place, uh-huh. that's where like things like Mint come into play. Okay. Where you can look at all of the different accounts, all funnel into one place. Got like it. My mortgage is there. I I can get my net worth like in a second by just opening it up and and looking at because it, it has my car, my home, all of my different savings accounts, all of the investment accounts. You just log into. Yeah, that's what I, I was like. How do you stay like organized, this? right? Because like I'm thinking, if I already have four. And I want to start investing or I want, you know, like I'm trying to make sure, like, do your, I log into a portal or like an app and like, you know, like, how do I, how, how do I stay organized? I want to start organized and I want to stay organized. <laughs> I don't want to just have a bunch of accounts and then have to, like, I forget that there's an account somewhere or. It is kind of crazy having to log into 5,000 things. So I, I love this. Yeah. Or you could get, um, so I have LastPass, um, which is a password manager. Uh, it basically, it's a, it's a third party that is bank level security. And I think it's still free there. I did hear something about, they're going to make it paid soon. Um, but basically it holds all of your passwords there. And so I just, all you have to do is log into it once and then it like saves all your passwords and you can categorize it. So like, I have like a finance category with all the different logins and passwords there so that I can easily, you know, I have to figure out how to log into everything. I have it in one place. That's genius. Cause like quarterly I'm resetting all my passwords. I use uh, blur, which holds all of my passwords, which is nice. And it's, uh, oh. it's, it, it, it's connected to my computer, like my browser. So anytime I log, like I go to bank of America, I just click on login and then it populates my username and password. I don't even have to do anything. Yeah, so that's exactly what it is. Nice. It's the same thing. And it's mm-hmm. and it's great for that. For like if you have a ton of different ones. And if you're what I would say is like set it up for yourself in the beginning to be as simple as possible. Yeah. Then if you feel like you can graduate from that from there or you want to or you enjoy doing it. Because you might find that you actually really like looking at this stuff. Um, <laughs> I do. Like I did. <laughs> um, so then you can build from there. But a great place to get um, a lot of advice and a lot of um, information is nerdwallet.com. Nerdwallet. I think I've heard of it. Yeah, but yeah. I've used Nerdwallet. Oh. It'll tell you the best savings accounts, the best, um, the best checking accounts, the best credit cards, like, and you'll be able to put in all the information. Like if you care, if there's a minimum daily balance, if, uh, annual fees, rewards. Yeah, exactly. yeah I've used them for credit cards hundred percent. Yeah. You can compare everything there and it's a great place to start. Or if you need information about, you know, What's an IRA? What's a CD ladder? How do I start saving? How can I pay off my mortgage faster? You know, all these different things, they have, you know, the, the, the beginning tools for you to start. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So you, you mentioned you do small business and personal stuff. Are you currently accepting small business and personal clients? Yes. 
That's good to know. So can you explain to us maybe the, the, the intake or the startup process? Like, let's say, for example, I'm interested or some of our listeners, they might be interested in individual. We'll go individual and then we'll do small yeah. business. So as an individual, um, where, where would I go and how do I get started? Yeah, so you can uh, contact me on social media or on my website, financialsharktress.com, and you can schedule a 15-minute Zoom chat. And then we just talk about, you know, in those 15 minutes, what are your goals? What are you looking to accomplish? What's important to you? And then I come up with a plan of how we can get there. And I have, you know, one-on-one coaching. I've got group sessions. And I even have an online school where I have online courses that you can oh, that take. Is cool. Yeah. Okay. So I've also have seen that you have everybody. like Monday nights on Facebook. You do live yeah. stuff. I'm always baking on Monday nights, so I can never turn it on and watch. Like every time I remember, I'm just, I'm like too in the habit on Mondays of like, you know, the mixers are going in the ovens and the beeping and the timers. And so like, it's hard to pay attention to anything, but like, I've heard, I've seen that you have the Monday night. Um, do yeah. you do like individual finance stuff on those nights? Yeah, so every Monday night at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, it's 7 p.m. here in Arizona, um, I basically just kind of do a brain dump of whatever has been going on that week in money or in my life recently in money or just things that I'm going through, you know, talking with my clients about. And then sometimes things that are not 100% related to money, but let's say health and how that, or stress, and how that affects, you know, decision-making process, and things like that, but usually it's Monday night, financial tips, I'm there, I answer questions, I say hello, and then I just kind of give a brain dump of, you know, what is my topic for that week in money, and so, you know, it was, uh, yesterday was International Women's Day, so I talked about, um, you know, empowering each other as women and then also calling out companies that charge women higher higher prices like the so tampon like tax tax yeah mm-hmm. the tampon tax the pink tax which mm-hmm. is like if you buy a pink pen it's more expensive than a black pen or a blue pen or a red pen because it's marketed to females and they pass the marketing fee on to you and, and like we will pay it razors or because our shaving products smell like fruit now we have to pay more for it and and it starts so young like it starts at with infants and toys that's how young it starts that like uh girls toys are like 13 percent more expensive than boys toys um i bet that i think the clothes are too yeah, the clothes Shoes are as and well. clothes for kids. Yeah. And just in general, women's clothes are more expensive. Yes. So all of these, and, and really like nobody talks about it and that's why companies get away with it. But saying like, no, I don't want to buy, you know, the shaving cream from you because you're charging me more for the exact same thing that, you know, my next door neighbor, because he's a guy, is getting cheaper. It's yeah, just, I'll buy the $2 can of Barbasol. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's the same. I buy men's razors. I don't buy women's razors because I'm like, I'm not yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. 
I'm getting really upset sitting here. That's why I'm so quiet. I'm sorry. I'm so quiet because I am so speechless right now. She's that, that little because I'm thinking I'm like, yeah. I, I'm sorry. Yes, because now yeah, I'm like I was just thinking in my head. I'm like I'm gonna start buying men's razors. This is ridiculous. Yeah, like when if nobody says anything, then we just accept it and we keep going. I mean, there's but, a lot of this. It's like bras. When men find out that we spend like 50 bucks on a bra, yeah. they're like, what? Yeah. They're like, I don't know. Point me to a cheaper one. <laughs> like, it's I crazy know, how much the like, fashion so and unfair. like beauty and yeah. that industry, the, the pink tax is real. Like, first of all, if men bled, tampons will be free. Yes. Everywhere. I was saying that. I'm like, do you know that that is considered a luxury item? pads and tampons mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like in what person's mind is that time of the month luxurious for anyone like right. it's not luxurious this is not a luxury item this is a necessity like otherwise like you want me flea bre- like free bleeding in the street like no 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 oh, oh yeah if you do that not, you're frowned upon too yeah. right like the women yeah. like the runners and the racers who are just like fuck yeah. it I'm on my period I don't know what you want me to do like this shit happens and like then then that's a big Thing. I'm like, I applaud them. I think it's great. I'm like, it's natural. Like we should all be talking about having periods way Part more of like often. Healthcare and not something yeah. that we wellness. It's what happens to yeah. a healthy body. Yes. Yeah. And like, yeah. we're so re- scared <laughs> to talk about these things. And we're so scared in general to talk about things when it comes to money, because mm-hmm. we're like, we're told that it's tacky, not Ugh. tacky. What's like, no, get, it's getting ta- what's tacky is like being taken advantage of. And like, allowing people to do it because you just don't want to speak up. I love what you just said. I'm yeah. I'm very like about this. I'm always kind of like, do you mind me asking how much did that, how much did that put you back? Cause I've been looking at something similar. Like, did you get a good deal? I'm curious what a good deal would be for me. Like, I don't really mind talking much about money. Um, in most situations, there are some where it's like culturally, you know, maybe in the office or like some things where you're just, you have to be sensitive to certain things, but uh, yeah, I'm sort of like, I don't know, here's what I spent on it. I don't care if you know what I spent on it. (laughs) And we should be making these conversations more open because we are going, we're all going through similar things. And if this pandemic has showed us anything is that we are so similar and we are, you know, something like this can affect every single one of us. And it's okay to talk about it. It's okay, okay to ask to questions. It's okay to yeah. ask questions. And that we have similar questions. Like we're probably all thinking the same questions, but we're too afraid to ask. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes we are curious, but we don't know what questions to ask. And just starting the conversation can start the the, the ideas and the questions. Mm-hmm. Make it okay to talk about money because it's it's not. It's right now, it's not you know, it's not taught in schools. We don't have basis no, not, uh, for yeah. understanding it, learning it, understanding how to use it. And we all have to use it. Every single one of us has to use it during their lifetimes. I think there was so like a, a day where we learned a checkbook. I was going to say, I remember in, uh, there was like a home ec class or something where you learned how to write a check and maybe oh, yeah. balance a check, balance a check, but that like, you know, budgeting, you don't, there's not like, you don't really learn that, you know, it's not taught in, in high school or anything. Uh, and And if you don't have a parent who grew up and it doesn't have to be boring and it doesn't have, it can be fun. You just have to find the right resources or the right people to make it fun. Dude, it is fun. You know, what's fun having money. Yes. (laughs) 
learn how to manage your money so you have some and you can have like a happy joyous and free life and you're not worried about this stuff yeah vacations are fun living well is fun you know not having to worry about what happens if if there's an emergency so much fun exactly and none of these things mean you have to have a lot of money to do them and that's like the big thing i think right whether you make forty thousand dollars a year or four hundred thousand dollars a year you figure out what you make and what your expenses are and where you're saving and what your goals are and then you set it up and it just goes so there's this uh, when i first got out of college uh i was making less than half of what the person that I was dating was making money wise when, you know, when it started out, I went on vacations without them all of the time. (laughs) They never had any, they like refused to let me help them with the budgeting and like they wanted to do it themselves, but they didn't actually ever do it. And when time came to like go on a vacation or something like, Hey, Yes, I'm going without you again. Your ego <laughs> again. is not your amigo. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, I, I heard from someone that I listened to. Uh, she says, you can afford anything. You just can't afford everything. And so if you're mindful with your money, you can buy whatever it is that makes you happy or spend money on that vacation or, you know, remodel your kitchen. You just have to be mindful that you can't buy everything. Just identify what you want to you know, what you want that makes you happy in life and then focus on that. Mm-hmm. The, the key is becoming intentional with like every dollar and giving every single job dollar a job because it wants a job. You have to give it a place to go. Otherwise, it's just going to run away. Dude, I'm a right? really good That's boss. That's to do. You're not yeah. paying attention to it. It's just like going off on its own, doing whatever it wants. You have to tell it what you want it to do for you because it's a tool. That's, that's all that money is. It is not the end goal. It shouldn't be your end goal. Your end goal is what you get by using the money. So make the end goal, your end goal and have money just be the tool and use it like a tool. That's genius. I love that. That's, uh, uh, right off the top of the month, first of the month, I have two, you know, my, all my save, my million accounts, <laughs> immediate like uh, withdraws from my two accounts after the, I get paid once a month. So two accounts, bam, savings, this much goes into this one, this much goes into this one. And the big one, the bigger one, I should say is for like bigger home projects and the small one. I actually started taking the small one. I used to put it in my IRA. And now I've started putting that extra money into my mortgage every month. Cause I figured out that 15 years, I can literally pay off my condo in 15 years. That's better yeah. money for me than mm-hmm. that money sitting in that account for that time. Have you done the actual like calculator of like how much money you will have saved at the end? Such a I, I yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. I went to the amortization like, schedule and I was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I, I'm doing the same thing. When I bought my condo, I got a 30-year mortgage and I'm paying it off in 15 because it's just so much extra money that I'm saving in interest over those 15 years. And knowing that I will not have a mortgage after 15 years, like yeah. I won't have that over my head for the next 30 years, you right. know? 
hundred percent. Like it will be mine so much faster and just, yeah, I, I love that. So I definitely want to get into some like savings tips for people. Okay. So can you give us like a couple of tactical things? Like, what do you, what do you, do you have like a three quick tips for people yeah. who are thinking like, I mean, you've already given us some good ones. It's like set up that savings account for mm -hmm. that vacation or that kitchen fund. Yeah. Um, but like, what if they're like, I just don't have anything to put in there. Yeah. So here's the, the biggest tip is uh, pay yourself first. I always say that. Treat yourself with the same kind of respect that you treat like bill collectors, your phone bill. They, they want to get paid on time and you pay them monthly or you pay them on a regular schedule. Give yourself that same kind of respect. Put in an automatic transfer from a checking account to a savings account. And that can be as little as $1. Start small, start $1 a week. If, if you don't feel that, do $5 a week, $10 a week. I started this when I was in college and what I started with was like $20 every other week. And I would just, I set it on automatic transfer. And then like, I waited a few months and I didn't feel like I was depriving myself. I still had money to go out. I was still doing everything that I wanted to do. And I was like, all right, I'll do another $10. So I put like $10, an extra $10 every other week. And I just kept adding and adding. And then I realized I was like saving $1,000 a month. And I was like, I didn't even feel that happening. Wow. Because I did it so gradually that I just taught myself gradually to learn. I, I learned to live on less and become super intentional. And like, I'm going to spend money on the things that are important to me. And there's only a limited number, like a limited amount in my account. And that's, you know, that's what I'm going to spend. The other stuff I've already paid myself. That's money for me. That's money for vacations for my future, for whatever it is that I decide that that money is for, but I'm like, I get paid too. Nice. Yeah. So, so that's right like top. number, like that. number one. And I like tip. the gradual progression of it as well. Right. Yeah. A thousand bucks a month goals. Yeah. It, and that was like when I was, you know, right out of college and not making a lot of money at all. And it was all because I stopped, you know, spending the $5 a week on like stuff at the 99 cent store or a couple of bag of chips or like Two a can of soda. A week. Yeah. Yeah. Like $5 a week is nothing when you think about it in terms of that. Like we spend $5 a week on way worse, you know, like way less important things than I could drop $5 like, a week and not notice, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> so when you think about it like that, and you're just thinking, Oh, I'm just putting away another $5 towards me. Mm -hmm. And then doing it that way. And it's so gradual. And it, and I, and I always advise people to like, think small, think small when you start, like, it doesn't have to be big amounts, it can be $5 investments. It can be $5 for your savings. It, it's okay for it not to be big chunks. It's better if it's not big chunks. 
you know? It's just, just like you said earlier with the like five, you said something earlier with like things small along the same lines, like saving and stuff. I was like, investing, is, like yeah, investing. Uh, investing. Uh, yeah, Thank yeah. you. Yes. The stocks yeah. and stuff. This is how I think when I go to casinos, I, am, I haven't been to a casino very recently, but like when you go to the casino, I will only play like the $5 tables because then I'm not sad if it's yeah. hot. <laughs> if I lose that I give hand, myself like, like yeah. okay. when I go to the casinos, I give myself like a $40 limit. Once I lose the $40, I'm done. Or if I make more, then I can either go spend it on like a buffet or, <laughs> or I can just keep playing. But then once I get back down to my 40, if I keep losing money, I'm like, okay, started with 40, leaving with 40. Yeah. I don't like yeah. losing money at the casino. So I will only play things that look smart. <laughs> well, cause I don't, I don't play slots. I play your own personal self. Like what matters to you? What is going to like keep you in the game? Mm-hmm. You know, mm, I love it. It's, whatever it is that you're comfortable with. And this is what I say in finances in general, like do things that you're comfortable with. You don't have to just because somebody else talks about something, but you didn't, you didn't vet it out and you didn't like look at it for yourself. You don't have to do it. You don't have to feel like you need to keep up with the Joneses in any, any way. Just make sure that you're doing what is good for you. And what is good for what you want in your life, what they want in their life could be completely different. You could have completely different values and goals and, and personalities. Some people are just very good at like waiting for the bigger goal at the end of the, you know, at the end of the road. And they don't need pick-me-ups along the way. Other people need pick-me-ups all along the way and you need to budget for that. So you need to be honest with yourself on like, what is it that I need in order to make this sustainable for my life? I love that. I like that thinking. Um, Thank you. I think, and then the, the other thing that I would love to leave people with is besides for like goals and, and saving the the biggest thing that you can do in a lot of cases is to make a visual representation of it. So like I have all my clients pick one goal and make a credit card sized vision board. (laughs) And I want like one goal, put it on a credit card sized vision board, make it as creative as you want and then keep it in your wallet next to your credit cards Oh, so that the next time that you go to spend money on that credit card, you have to take out your little vision board too. And it gives you that extra pause to think about like, is this really what I want? Am I spending this money intentionally? Is it getting me closer to this goal? Or is it put, is it taking me further away from what I want? That is the plot twist. I love that. I love You're that. Like, and then put it next to your to, credit card. Yes. It is. So every time. I, I was like, I have to say this one. Like, this is like, I, oh my gosh, I love that. Oh. That's my favorite tip. That's amazing. I love it. Cause it's, it's, I love the visual reminder. That's like having a vision board in general, like that visual reminder. Yeah. If you think it, and if you yeah. see it every day, you'll mm-hmm. be reminded of it every day. And it becomes a habit and, it, and it's something you strive mm-hmm. towards. And then it's something you achieve. Yeah. Like, you have to see it. This is like, this is that same yeah. thing with like losing the scarcity mindset 
mindset. Like you have to believe you're worth it. You have to believe that you can Are have capable money. of getting that, reaching you, that goal. Right. You can't afford everything. Maybe you can't afford everything, but you can't afford anything. Like Miley was so kind to bless us with. That do, was amazing. Do you have a, do you have a credit card size vision board right now? I do. What's I on it? Several over oh, the yeah? years. I actually, it's funny because what I carry now is I had, um, when I first started my business, I had these, um, I had these business cards made that, that open up and you can write goals on the inside. So that's what I have. And I have like my written goals and it, and it's, it's like fun. It's a, it's me scuba diving with sharks. So it's like my visual reminder of like those, my my goals are usually like experience-based, Yep. Mm-hmm. you know? So like scuba diving with sharks is always one of my biggest goals. You know, like one of my biggest things, my new year's resolution every year has been to go to three places that I've never been. Mm. So like, and it's usually scuba diving. So like, that's, that's what's in my wallet. I don't know where my wallet is at the moment. I was going to ask if you could go find <laughs> it and show room. us. I'm like looking around to see if I had it on me. Yeah. Like, so have you, I mean, going three new places in COVID must have put a little bit of damp on that. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, um, I've changed it to going to three new places or doing three new things. Okay. I but I did actually, like I have been, um, I guess I've traveled more than most people during COVID. Uh, I got stuck in Amsterdam when it first started. So last March, like last March this day, I was in Amsterdam and like things were starting to shut down and I got stuck there for two months. Oh, wow. Holy moly. Yeah. Two months. So I I was just, I went there to visit. Um, I was supposed to be there for a few days and then it turned into months and it was like whole ordeal. Like I overstayed my visa. I had to get, figure out how to get back. I got back and then got COVID. On oh no. Yeah. I got back, uh, in the middle of May last year to New York and it was just like a shit show in New York. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So like I got COVID and I had COVID for three, three and a half weeks. Um, and then um, in December, I moved, December 31st, I moved to Arizona for six months. So I'm here for at a minimum six months. Um, and then I don't know. <laughs> Why did you I move to Phoenix for six months? So um, I felt like where I was living in New York, I didn't really feel safe. I had seen like two, so I, there were two shootings like very close to me. And then I witnessed a murder on my way home from work. And I got a, um, I got this letter. So in New York, they have to disclose your name to the defense. So I got this letter that my name was going to be disclosed to the defense. And like, and like, I have a business in New York and I own a condo in New York and it's all public record. And I was just like, it gets like disclosed to like the defense, like their attorneys. So not that like you witnessed this. people. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of freaked out. That was in November. And I was just like, 
Okay. I just feel like things are getting a little bit too tense for me. Um, And I just feel like I don't feel safe right now. And I need to remove myself from the situation and go somewhere that I'm going to feel safe. Yeah. Feeling a physical distance can be comforting. Yeah. Yeah. So um, good for you. Wow. For getting yourself out of there. Yeah. And it's only because of financial security and independence Mm -hmm. and stability that I was able to do that because in general, like you see something, you're stuck. Mm -hmm. Not everyone has like an emergency fund. I literally call it my FU fund. Like if anything (laughs) happens, this is my FU fund and I can just get out of Dodge real quick. And, um, and that's what I tapped into of just like, I found, uh, I didn't, I had never been to Arizona. I'd never been to Phoenix. I just rented uh, with my partner a camper van. Nice. Cross country with the, you know, the pets. And um, <laughs> ended up in Arizona. Yeah. Love and it. Well, you picked a decent winter spot. I mean, yeah. Hell yes. yeah. So that was like super, that was very, very important for me. Um, I wanted to be somewhere where I could go outside. You're like, if I'm not going to be home, I want it to feel a little like a vacation. Yeah. yeah. I, wanted, I wanted to be somewhere where I could go outside every day, where it was going to be warm, where I wasn't going to, you know, feel pooped up. Oh, no, then- you won't know this because this is your only winter here, but it was actually a cold winter. <laughs> <laughs> I, and here I was, I was like, oh my gosh, it is... <laughs> February and I am wearing flip flops. Yeah, <laughs> and we're well, we're happy that you're enjoying your time in Arizona. That's so cool, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing yes. so much yes. of your story with us yes. and then all the tips and just the financial wellness, like how to get there. And can you tell us how our, our listeners? Um, can you tell them how they can find you, like a website and social yeah. media handle? So uh, the website is financialsharktress.com. Instagram, it's financial underscore sharktress. Uh, on Facebook is where I do my my uh, Money Monday lives. And that's on my Facebook page, which is financial sharktress Dalit Sadiq. All right. Well, we hope you have a wonderful night. And thank you so much for spending time with us and uh, with our listeners. That was super fun. I, I feel so much, uh, a little bit more uh, knowledgeable, literate. I, I really loved how mm-hmm. she started off with just saying like, she really wants to empower people to become more financially literate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talk a little bit about like why you do the things you do. And sometimes people get into businesses and they start businesses and companies because they want to make money. But she actually has a purpose and an intention behind what she's doing. Um, and, you know, it, it was just really awesome. She had some great tips and uh, I really loved talking with her. I did too. And, um, oh, it was Einstein. When she was talking oh, about like simple explaining thing? it, yeah. I was like, if you can't explain it to a six-year-old, you don't know what you're talking about. I was like, who said uh, that? I couldn't think of who said it. So I didn't want to say yeah, it in the middle Einstein, of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> well, he also said there are five levels of intelligence and that the highest level of intelligence is simplicity. If you can explain something in simple terms, you, you have achieved the highest level of um, understanding, comprehension, and the ability to explain it to someone else. I like that. So yeah, when she said that, I didn't want to say it on the podcast when we were with her, but anytime somebody talks about simplicity and the value and importance of simplicity, I always think of Einstein because 
like if you truly understand something, you should be able to re-explain it or teach someone else as simply as possible. Mm-hmm. I love that. She gave so much good tips and like the mint thing. And yeah, the, I'm, I'm so really totally going to do the credit card thing. Date with myself. Yeah. Can you and <laughs> with your some brother wine? get on with, I know, right? I was like, should I have wine? No, I'll fall asleep <laughs> in that money date. <laughs> uh, uh, but I, I do also or like I will the get credit drunk card and transpose idea. my numbers. <laughs> I'm going to totally do the credit card thing and, and post it for everyone. Yeah. That'd be so cool. Do it. I have a giant vision board that has I my stuff on yeah. it that I want. So um, some of that stuff stays on there year after year because I don't get it that year. So okay. like last year, I couldn't take the island vacation because, you know, I tried. Yo. So this year it's back on there and I'm making it happen. Yes. People. Um, Goals. But yeah. Her tips or tricks and all her little suggestions and those websites and all the so the utilities of it all. I love it. And now I'm going to make myself a financial date. If you and your brother could just like zoom in, um, when you guys are doing oh, your date, yeah. maybe we could sit across okay. from each other on zooms, like her and whoever her little person was, she said they get together and do money and yeah. I'll sit there and I will do money. I won't just pretend. Ah. <laughs> I was we'll like, we'll see about no. that. Okay. Every now and then, as long as you go, you're doing good, sweetie. Just like I'll, cheer I'll, me I'll reach on. Over, I'm like, you're doing a great job. Yeah. And I, I love what she said about finding someone who compliments you. I think that in all relationships, like you and I compliment each other on this podcast. Yeah. We, we make really good partners. Yeah. So that's, I think that's a good thing to think of in money too. Yeah. Like romantic partners, find someone who compliments you. Don't find your twin in your shadow. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a dating episode today, but like, you don't need a twin. You don't need a shadow. You don't need somebody no. who does every single thing that you do and you don't need to, Ugh. and with money find find the thing that they they're good at that you're not and like I think that's so good in every relationship every partnership that you have like find the person who compliments you meaning like is good at the things you're not so you can teach each other things and get the job done yep for sure I love it preach girl preach I love you I love you more Thanks for listening, everybody. Please find us on social media, wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you could hit the subscribe or the follow button. If it's on Apple, we love your five-star reviews. Yes, please. We Tell love, us like, how you're feeling and thinking about the things that we're doing. Honestly, drop just, you know, one sentence. It was like, oh my God, that episode with XYZ, it was amazing. Um, and uh, Instagram at the main dish podcast. Twitter at the main dish pod and Facebook at the main dish pod. All right. Well, it was such an amazing and fun time with you this week. And we hope to uh, talk with you next week. Love you. Love you too.